Have you tried diet after diet without finding long-term success? Well, believe it or not, it's not you. So many people think they know what they need to do to get healthy, but there's so much misinformation out there that many of us are sabotaging our health goals without even knowing it. Hi, I'm Carrie, a wife, mom, educator, and certified nutrition coach. After being frustrated by dieting and all the confusion out there about what actually works, I decided to figure it out. And what I discovered on my journey challenged everything I thought I knew about nutrition. And the solution is actually much simpler than you realize. So now, I'm on a mission to disrupt everything you think you know about nutrition too. Welcome to the Diet Disruptors Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Disruptive Nutrition's Trifecta Transformation. If you are really ready to see different results, you have to do something different. Our invite-only exclusive program is unlike anything you've ever experienced before. Think of it as nutrition and life coaching thrown together with unwavering targeted support, personalized programming, and a way to finally organize, well, your entire life. Because if we can't do something forever, we shouldn't be doing it now. So we have to teach you how to show up differently for yourself in ways you likely haven't ever done before. We don't tell you what to eat. We teach you how to fuel your body in the way that it needs. We don't tell you what to do. We show you, coach you, and support you to make sure it works for your life, your schedule, for your goals. But teaching you how to eat isn't enough because we know it's our thoughts and our beliefs that dictate our actions. If you don't take this journey of self-awareness with us, you won't recognize your triggers and your mindsets that might be holding you back. The relationship you have with your body, with food, and with your value all stem from your beliefs and what you tell yourself. If we don't support you in that part of your journey, knowing how to eat will never be enough to make lasting change. And let's face it, life is crazy and we can't always control our circumstances. Busy women tend to put themselves last when the chaos ensues and we end up back where we started, frustrated, defeated, and tired. While you may be feeling motivated at one point, experience reminds us that motivation doesn't last and eventually we just give up when things get too hard. That's why with our trifecta transformation, we will teach you how to keep going even when the motivation weans. And we do that really well. We have a saying around here, you can't always control your circumstances, but you can control your response. And we show you how to do just that. Our success rate is high and that's because what we teach is right. It's simple and it's transformational but it's also because we only invite those who we believe are truly committed and ready to make the change. So if you are interested, go to our website at disruptivenutrition.com and book a free call with a coach today to see if this approach is a good fit for you. Well, hey there, and welcome to another episode of Live with Disruptive Nutrition. And we are doing something a little different this week. We're going to do this. I think we're going to do this every month now. I Well, we're going to try it and see if we like this. And if we do, we're going to make this a regular part of our series. And so this is all about FAQs, frequently asked questions. See, my team and I, we get questions, comments, ideas, like all sorts of stuff every single day. 
And so we thought, what if we take all of these questions that people are asking and put it together in an episode on a regular basis so that all of your wonderings can be answered. We are all about transparency here. We want to make sure that we are giving you as much value as we can to help you to understand that you don't need to diet anymore, that all the confusing information that's out there is literally there so that you keep coming back over and over and over again. And we want to clarify everything for you because truly we know that what we teach at Disruptive Nutrition is what everybody needs. It is your body's love language. Balancing your blood sugar is the goal of your body. And uh, it will do it in one of two ways, either through food or on its own. And it's much less effective to do it on its own, but it's a really great skill that your body has. But we can help it along. We can get that relationship between you and your body humming and not just thinking about this as as weight loss, but in fact, thinking about this as a path to your optimal health, because once you get to your optimal health, you'll get to your optimal weight. And we know that this approach truly is, whether you're two or 92, what your body needs. So we're passionate about making sure that not only do you believe that, but also that you know how to do it. So we work formally with our clients all the time on this stuff, but we also do this kind of a reach out, this kind of value and, and content to anybody that wants to hear it And because it, it's really that important. We very much believe this is our mission and our vision. I always say that nobody was put on this earth to find the right diet. They just weren't. You were all put on this earth for a bigger and better thing, for a purpose, and knowing how to eat and fuel your body is just the way that you can go and do the thing you were supposed to do at the highest level possible. So while I believe that nobody was put on this earth to find the right diet, I believe that I kind of was. <laughs> and even though we don't teach dieting, we teach absolutely how not to diet, we do want people to understand what your body needs. Because this is what happens. You fall in one of two camps. You either are like just obsessed with dieting and restricting and with your weight and all of these things, thinking like your value is there and you are so hyper-focused on tracking and, and counting and, and, and depriving. Or, and this happens to like everybody, you're just so sick of that because it doesn't work anyway that you just give up completely. Well, we can't just give up completely. That's like saying like in so many ways, I, I hate thinking about money. I just hate thinking about money. I either um, like don't try not to spend it. There's either people, right, that don't spend money at all, super frugal, no fun, no doing anything, like hoard their money or don't spend their money. Or there's people that are just like, ah, oh, forget it. I just, I, I'm not going to have any rules. Well, like, I'm just going to spend whatever. Well, you you can't do either one of those either. In order to manage your money well, there has to be a balance there. In order to be able to do your job well, it can't be all obsessive, working 23 hours a day. And you can't just be like, yeah, I'll show up when I want to. There's got to be a balance there. So why do we think it should be so obsessive or I'm just throwing it all out when it comes to our nutrition? We can't. We have to have an understanding about what our bodies need. We have to understand, have an understanding about what to do. So that's what today is all about. Frequently asked questions, or I don't even know if they're frequently, but they're asked questions, <laughs> questions that we were getting 
Over the last week, my team put out a bunch of requests for your questions. So if you see that again next month, go ahead and answer that so that I can answer your question. So I'm going to look over here at the other side of my screen and then come back to you as I'm reading through some of these questions. So let's start with the first one. So the first one says, I hear a lot about balancing hormones being an integral part of losing weight as a postmenopausal female. How important is that? And what are the best ways to do so? Awesome, awesome question. So yes, once our body, as our body ages, the hormonal balance is so, so, so important when we're trying to lose weight or keep it off or actually to keep ourselves from gaining weight. Remember, weight gain is a symptom of health and hormones. And so the two go hand in hand. But when our body can be in homeostasis, which is a balance, then our hormones can go along for that ride. And and here's an example. So I am menopausal. I am 47 years old. And last year when I was 46, I found out that I was in full-blown menopause. I was shocked. I really didn't have any symptoms except a couple little things that I couldn't put my finger on. I didn't even realize were part of menopause. So when I went to my doctor and he told me, I was like, huh. He goes, you're not having any hot flashes. You're not gaining weight. Like, it's crazy. With the with with all of your levels, I'm shocked. Well, he's like, remind me again how what you teach women. And so I was telling him about our approach. And he's like, well, you know, it's all about insulin resistance, don't you? And I'm like, yes, I do. Blood sugar stabilization is at the core of our bodies being balanced in general. So yes, hormonal imbalance is actually one of the things that causes us to gain weight. And why? Because our bodies are our best friends. And even though we don't always believe it to be that way, when our hormones are out of whack, our body has to try to protect us. And the number one way our body works to protect us, stores fat. Fat will hold on to excess glucose. It will hold on to toxins. It will protect, well, for the short term, protect us in so many ways. Now, when we gain weight continuously and we're not really understanding how to balance our blood sugar, how to deal with insulin insulin resistance, how to deal with that hormonal imbalance through blood sugar stabilization, eventually it leads to metabolic disease and then early death. I mean, that's what 88% of deaths are right now. So when you hear about balancing hormones, you don't necessarily, I, I want to be simple, sustainable, and satisfying. We don't have to overthink this. It all starts with food. Food is our foundation. When we can eat in the way that we teach, we eat the right nutrients in the right portions in the right frequency. We call it PFC3, right? Eating a protein, fat, and carb every three to four hours. Then that is the foundation for homeostasis. That is what keeps our blood sugar stabilized. And it's not about doing it for a little bit. It's about always doing it as much as absolute possible. Because every time we have a glucose spike, every single time we throw our bodies off. And when we throw our bodies off, that's when hormones, which are already a little wonky as we get older, are going to go really out of control. And then our body's going to need to store fat to protect us. So why don't we start with food, work to get our hormonal balance as much as possible. If we know we are doing everything right with food and we still have an imbalance in our hormones, then we can go and look at other remedies, but no way, no how should we be doing that before we get our food under control. And yes, 100%, once you can get your hormone balance, it's a huge factor in weight gain. Okay. Can you get rid of cellulite or trapped fat? Is exercise or nutrition better? Well, 
That is a good question. The short answer is yes, you can. The longer answer is the older you are, depending on your level of activity, depending on where you are with all of the spinning plates, nutrition, exercise, water, sleep, stress, and supplements, it's hard. And you got to decide your why. Why do you want it gone, right? I want us to get to our optimal health. When we get to our optimal health, we'll get to our optimal weight. We shouldn't even be weighing ourselves on the scale. We know how we feel. We know how our clothes fit. We know how we're functioning. We know our energy levels, how our sleep is. All of those are better indicators of our health than weight on the scale. I know plenty of skinny, unhealthy people. So cellulite, you got to decide, do I really like, like, is this important to me, right? Because you can have cellulite and be very, very healthy. So you've got to make that decision. It is a combination of exercise and nutrition. You can't outwork out. You can't out-exercise poor nutrition. If your blood sugar is not being stabilized on a consistent, not perfect, but consistent basis, then all the exercise in the world is not going to matter. Now, that foundation of food, though, without really purposeful strength training is going to be harder to burn that excess fat, especially the older you are. We want to preserve our muscle mass, which is already going as we get older. Preserving that muscle mass and being able to release stored fat is going to help us to be able to release that cellulite. And I always talk about how strength training is so important for many, many, many reasons that are actually deeper and more important than cellulite. However, it will also help cellulite. So keep that in mind. You need a combination of both and strength training is really important. Now, when I do strength training, very often in the last 10 minutes or so of my strength training is a pretty powerful cardiovascular type of strength training. I also do Peloton once or twice a week. And so it's not to say cardio isn't part of my routine. It's part of my routine almost every day, but it's at the end of my strength training and one or two days a week, I do a Peloton. So those are the pieces. But if you're just doing cardio all day and you're not doing strength training, that's not going to help. But if you're doing cardio and strength training and not balancing your blood sugar purposely and consistently, then that cellulite is going to be a it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. I mean, it's gonna just live with you forever. All right. I've been lifting weights and doing cardio four to five times a week, but nothing about my body is changing. I'm really frustrated. Why isn't exercise working for me? Well, I totally get it. That was my story. So I always talk about the story of when I saw my girls, uh, Friday family pizza night. Every Friday we had pizza. I didn't order the pizza, I ordered the salad with no dressing on the side. And my girls started talking about why I didn't have the pizza. And they said it was because it had too many calories. And so right then and there, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I am impacting my girls in a way that I never intended and certainly did not want. So my first reaction was, well, I'm already literally depriving myself of all the food, which is what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And I'm not really working out. So I'm going to go do that. So I joined a gym. And I didn't like it at all. I still don't love working out, but my husband always laughs. And I still work out with my trainer, Mark Deary from Living Lean in Cleveland. And I went there and the first day I was like, nope. Now I was a division one cheerleader back in the day, but I was like, nope, this is not happening. So I didn't go back for six months, but then I went back. Okay. And I went for a year and I went four to five times a week and I was getting stronger 
but I wasn't really seeing a shift in my body. And I think there were two reasons. One, I had no idea how to eat. So that was for sure. I was definitely putting my body at a deficit. But then there was this subconscious kind of a thing where I'm working out all this like this. And I'm like weighing myself on the scale, weighing myself on the scale, looking at my body, looking at my body. And then there's this obsession. But also it was like, I worked out today. I, I can earn the glass of wine. I worked out today. I can earn the bagel. And I just, I had such an unhealthy relationship with my body and food and that level of stress. It was never going to work. But at the end of the day, I could work out all day long. It wasn't going to change my body if what I was putting in my body, the refuel as you go machine was not being fueled correctly. So I will say to you all day long, if you are not focused on PFC every three, if you are not I mean, the older you get, if you're in your 20s, obviously your body is just like an elastic band that just bounces back so much faster. But once you're in your 40s and your 50s and your 60s, that elastic band is pretty stretched out and you got to do more to be able to make it come back. And so at the end of the day, the older you get, the cleaner you really do need to eat as well as balancing your blood sugar. But I would say to you, working out at the gym and balancing your blood sugar and doing all of that is so important for so many reasons that go beyond the ego of our body. I want you to be around for decades and decades longer than the average American. The average American is dying in their 60s, their late 60s of a metabolic disease. If you are working out and you are doing right by your body in terms of eating more often consistently and appropriately than not, then and you're not obsessing, then you are going to be on a path towards being able to die early, die young later. Mark Hyman talks about that all the time. I want you to die young later. That's the why. If you're obsessing about your body and thinking with every workout, you should see something different. Um, and you're eating in a certain way and then working out because of solely around the ego of your body, it's got to come from your heart. And that's the biggest difference I think has to happen. So I can show you how to eat and I can show you how to work out. But at the end of the day, if you're doing it for just superficial reasons, it's never going to actually transform you into being able to do something forever. Okay. Uh, la, la, la. So why do you say I shouldn't have zero calorie sweeteners like sucralose, aspartame, um, any of those kinds of things? Some of my favorite low calorie foods use them. Well, anything that ends in OSE, O-S-E, like that is a sugar. Um, aspartame, aspartame or any of those kinds of artificial sweeteners are literally just chemicals. So not only are you introducing all sorts of toxins into your bloodstream and what stores toxins are fat cells, okay? But also what you're doing is tricking your body. So you might not be having sugar, but you like it. You like it because it tastes sweet. Why does it taste sweet? Because of these chemicals. So as these chemicals enter into your body, it's tricking your brain into thinking that sugar is coming, but it really isn't. So you're getting ready for that insulin re release because it's going to have to balance that glucose, but it never really comes and it really throws off everything in your body. Your body is thinking sugar's coming and there's a sweet thing, but the sugar doesn't come. And so if you release insulin and it doesn't need it because you're doing this, this like sugar-free kind of thing, you're actually throwing your body way more off than you realize. So just don't do it. In fact, your body, I, I, I now, I mean, I remember I used to have a diet Coke at least once a day. I needed it. Like it was a craving. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a diet Coke. 
I mean, it's gosh, probably been six years, maybe. And I don't even know. I honestly, I don't even remember when it was. And I don't even think I would want it, you know, like, oh, actually, what am I saying? I had a sip of somebody's Diet Coke. Oh my gosh. I don't know. A few months ago. And I remember being like, oh, this doesn't even taste good. Your body changes in what it needs. So I don't even, I have seltzer with lime and it gives me that, that, um, or lemon. And it gives me that carbonation that I love. But if I had any flavor, like, like Coca-Cola or Diet Coke or any of like that, it just, it throws my body off. But I, I haven't had it in so long. I don't even want it anymore. And, and that will absolutely happen to you. You just got to train yourself. You don't need it. You're not a victim of this. All right. Why do you say, no, sorry. I did that one. Okay. I have no energy. I know I need to start eating healthy, but it feels so hard from where I'm at. What's a change I can make that doesn't take too much energy? Oh, it's like this like chicken or the egg thing, right? It's like, I don't have energy because I know I'm not treating my body and serving my body in the way that I need, but I'm not serving my body in the way that I need because I have no energy. And it's like, oh my gosh. Now what you put in your body is absolutely going to make a huge shift in your energy. So I always talk about Mark McDonald, who wrote Body Confidence, a New York Times bestselling author, who's one of my partners and just my mentor, really developed the concept of, of how we eat. 20 years ago. I mean, it's not like it's a, a fad. We know um, what to do. He reversed people over to me because we we know what to do. The problem is doing it and doing it consistently. And Mark knows that the work that we do with our clients is so much around not just our body, but our mindsets and our time management and, and making it a lifestyle. So he always says though, 1% progress a day is all that we need. So what can we do today to be able to incorporate some of these things in here. One of the things that we do, so we eat through five to six times a day, right? And that might feel like you need a lot of energy for that. Uh, we eat in one of three ways. We have amazing recipes in our recipe vault and a recipe subscription. We have grab and go PFC meals, like a turkey, almond, and apple. You don't have to cook it or anything like that. And then we have like meal replacements, like a protein shake or a protein bar. In fact, we used to do this program called Shake It Up, and it was just introducing one protein shake a day or two protein shakes a day. So you knew that they were PFC balanced, you knew that they were really, really simple, and you knew that they were really yummy. And that was like a really good way for people to just start. And I remember people telling me, oh my gosh, like I feel such a difference. And it was like so easy. And, and we are not about shake program. I mean, that's not where we are all about food, but sometimes a shake when you're running around is like so helpful. So that would be my first, first idea. Why don't you replace, have one meal a day as a PFC balanced shake. Um, if you want that, uh, we definitely have shake recipes, um, put in it. You know what? Maybe we should do that. Shake it off program again. If, if you're interested, write shake it off in the comments. And if we have enough people that we think are interested, maybe we'll do another little shake program. And it's literally something so simple. Another thing that you could do is just try to incorporate more protein into your meals. And that's it. Like you can get more protein into your meals. You're probably doing the fat and the carb. Get some lean protein in there like turkey or chicken or fish, um, even some cottage cheese or yogurt. Uh, and, and that's going to be one step in the right direction. And when you start to get more energy, you can start to dig in a little bit more and a little bit more. We have some resources in our shop too for like 101 grab and go ideas and maybe just swap out one or two meals with a PFC meal and, and it'll be amazing how you can feel the difference. Okay. 
Um, I think I have insulin, insulin resistance. I just talked about insulin resistance. Um, does this mean I'm going to get diabetes? Is there anything I can do to stop it? So insulin resistance, um, is really kind of like the pre pre diabetes. Okay. So like the, there's diabetes and then there's pre-diabetes and then there's insulin resistance. And with insulin, res, insulin resistance, your body is like when it's sort of like when your 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 the the cells in your body, your muscles, uh, and the cells in your fat and your liver, and they're not responding well to insulin. They can't easily take up the glucose from your blood, and so as a result, your pancreas ends up making more insulin, and and that's going to help the glucose to enter your cells, which is what you need for energy. Uh, but your pancreas can only do that for so long, and so. One of the problems with that is that eventually it's going to tire out. Remember I said your body will work to balance its blood sugar in one of two ways, with food or on its own? Well, when you're insulin insulin resistant, you, you have been requiring your body to make it on its own. I mean, that's how most of us have been because we just don't know. Well, when you're insulin resistant... Um, you now are giving, getting some warning signs that your body is tired of doing it on its own. It really is just tired. And then when you're pre-diabetic, it's just like, uh, we can't keep doing this on our, our own. Every time you have a glucose spike, your body's trying to release insulin to balance it. And there's, it just gets tired from doing it so much. One out of two people are pre-diabetic or diabetic. And there is a whole, more than that are insulin resistant. And so that's so scary. And the real reason is because we don't understand blood sugar stabilization. Every diet you've ever been on is actually impacting your blood sugar stabilization negatively. Every single one of them, because this is not what they focus on. They focus on calories in or calories out. And when your blood sugar gets low because you're depriving yourself, then when you eat, your blood sugar is going to spike really high. Then it's going to go really low again. And you are wreaking unbelievable amounts of havoc. So in the way that we teach, that is actually the tool, not just for weight loss, but for dealing with insulin, re insulin resistance. If you Google it, you will see that people will talk about exercise more or lose weight. Well, you don't just want to go down the path of how do I lose weight because you will always be brought down a dieting rabbit hole, which will actually exasperate the insulin resistance. So you want to be doing is balancing your blood sugar, eating the right nutrients and the right frequency and the right portions, eating a protein, fat, and carb every three to four hours before you go to, uh, within an hour of waking up and even all the way until you go to bed. You will fast when you're sleeping. And fasting is where you, because there's so much on fasting, if you fast during the day while you're moving and, and exerting the energy, your blood sugar is going to get out of whack. But we do want to absorb those nutrients and not bring in more. And that's what you can do, why sleep is so important. And how all of that together will 100%, it's a math formula. If you eat in the way that we teach and you're getting your sleep, your water, those six spinning plates, exercise, nutrition, sleep, water, stress, and supplements, but at the forefront of it, water and sleep and supplement, um, uh, and nutrition and exercise, there's no magic anything except blood sugar stabilization. And when you understand that, now everything you look up is often hacks around blood sugar stabilization, but at the end of the day, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a lifestyle. Okay, somebody said, "How do I feel about apple cider vinegar?" Apple cider vinegar is actually a really cool thing. There's a, I don't take it by itself. I actually take it in um, 
there is a collagen that I recommend. You can look in our shop um, for, I think it's under supplements. There's a rip and sip collagen that has apple cider vinegar in it. I've never seen anything like it before. You can throw it in your bag and rip and sip it. And collagen is also a protein. So together, apple cider vinegar is actually known to be able to mitigate a glucose spike. So if you're going to have a sweet treat, uh, like Halloween was recent. If you have a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in a cup of water, it will actually help to mitigate the sugar, sugar spike. Now, protein will do the same exact thing, but protein actually will help release the insulin or will release insulin because you're giving yourself your protein. Remember, you're doing it on your own, doing it with protein. I'd rather have you do it with protein in a lifestyle where you're consistently keeping your blood sugar stable. But that's why I like that HL5 collagen because- it's got protein and apple cider vinegar in it. There are some ideas that apple cider vinegar is good for um, high cholesterol and things like that. But just remember high cholesterol, for example, is directly related to blood sugar stabilization. So if you're balancing your blood sugar, you don't even need to worry about these other hacks. And I don't even like apple cider vinegar on its own to drink. Blech. But all right. And the last question, I think this is the last question. No, I have two more questions. Okay. I love intermittent fasting. Why do you say it's bad? Well, okay. I just went into intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is a fancy way of saying, I'm just going to control my calories. So depending on how much weight you have to lose, if you just stop eating for a certain amount of time, you're going to lose weight, but you're also going to throw your blood sugar all off. Why do that when you don't have to? Some people like intermittent fasting because they don't have to think about food. Well, I know I love to eat. But when you train your body not that you're just not going to feed it when it needs it, your body stops sending you hunger pain. So if you've been intermittent fasting and you're like, I'm not even hungry before noon or one, well, that's because you have trained your body and you have said, I know you want me to feed you, but I'm not going to feed you. So it's like, all right, we're just going to stop yelling at you though and we're going to go do it ourselves. And that's when your body's going to get all thrown off. You fast, think about the word breakfast, break fast. It's always been designed to be when you're sleeping, but a dieting company will get you to believe that you should do it during the day, but that doesn't even make sense. Your, your car is running and you should be on fumes. No, no. All right. Last question. Do you always eat another meal after your dinner? And if so, what's a healthy snack to have right before bed? Do I always, I mean, there's no always rule. I, one of the beautiful things about this lifestyle is because your body is humming, because you are listening to it, because it's talking to you and you're answering it, it tells you the right things. Unlike when you're fasting, for example, and it doesn't tell you it's hungry. It's not because you're not hungry. It's because you're not communicating on the same wavelength. Well, when you start eating in the way that we teach, your body and you are communicating. So it depends what time you're eating, right? Like if you're eating a meal at six o'clock and you don't go to bed till 11, then yeah, you're going to have to have another meal. Uh, I love to do, sometimes I just do a half a protein bar. We like the Aloha bars. I have a link for that in our shop. Um, I'll do a half an Aloha bar because it's chocolate. I get the chocolate brownie one. Mm, my goodness, it's so good. The mint chocolate tastes like a Girl Scout tag along. Uh, what are those thin mints? Uh, so I'll just do like a half of a protein bar very often. Um, or I will do like, we have an amazing chia seed recipe in our, I think it's in 101 meal ideas. And if you have a good chia seed recipe, it is amazing because you can, it just, it tastes like pudding. My kids love it. So I'll, I'll do chia seed pudding like that. I mean, maybe some people will do like um, protein muffins or a protein shake, something light that feels desserty. Coach Michelle K has a really great recipe for a cake made out of protein powder. So we'll try to get that put in the comments cake if you want that. And we'll tag Michelle K to be able to share that, uh, that recipe. 
So, all right, those are the questions that I was given for this episode. I'm super excited. If you found this to be if you found this to be helpful, then please let us know and we will make sure that we continue to do this. Thank you guys so much. Remember, wherever you are in your journey, there's a place for you at Disruptive Nutrition. We, in order to get something different, you have to do something different. That is why my coaches all have time on their calendar to talk to you. Book a 15-minute call. We're going to have you watch a training so you can understand more about what to do and how to do it. And then a 15-minute call, we can answer your questions and get you on a path for a plan. Regardless of where you are in your journey, we want to help you come up with a plan. And so we're going to lead you in the right directions to be able to do just that. So make sure you take advantage of that. I'm telling you, what we do is different and how we do it is different. Bye, guys.